13th episode of You Know Better, or AKA YKB. This is your co-host, Spooky Speaking, and uh, today was a good week of work. Um, it wasn't as busy as last week, so I have a lot more energy than last Friday. Uh, so let me pass it to DC real quick. Hey, guys. I thought that you should know that there's a prevalent myth that you can see the Great Wall of China from outer space, but that is not true. You cannot see it. What can you see, though? Uh, the Earth. <laughs> can you Aliens. see that it's flat? I don't think it's flat. I think it's more donut-shaped, and there's a hole in the middle. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's abstract art. We don't know what shape it is. <laughs> it's shaped like a dinosaur. Right. <laughs> All right, Amber, go ahead. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, one time, we spent the night at my house, everyone did, and Spooky beat the entire GTA 4 for me. And DC was on the phone with the girl the whole night. <laughs> that was till like seven in the morning. <laughs> Man. Good times. Just, good times. I just remember a doctor was asleep by like one. And he woke up like at five. It was just, um, he was dumbfounded that we were still awake. We're like, dude, this is, this is a sleepover in the summer. Like there's nothing else to do during the day when it's hot 100 degrees in texas and then y'all demanded donuts and it was we hadn't even gotten to sleep yet <laughs> still waiting on those donuts no nah, the one spent the one night that i do remember spending like a sleepover for you at your place was um we stayed up till like three and four and we still had to do um a garage sale for your parents at like seven in the morning <laughs> i don't know why oh, yeah. we did that <laughs> yeah we got yeah. breakfast at least. Y'all have me speaking Spanish to all the Spanish speakers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um all right, let's get to the the itinerary of the show. Uh current topics. We have Dallas Sports Review. It's been I guess almost two weeks now since sports has been back for basketball. Uh hockey started last week, or no this week technically. And the Rangers, well, that's not a sport. Um <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about job hunting during COVID and also review bombing with the video game Hollywood industry. So uh, let's start with Dallas Sports Review. So I'm kind of glad sports are back because I'm actually okay being disappointed with something else than uh, people being racist and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> snap. Um, <laughs> I'm at my sister's. My cat did something. Okay, never mind. Um, my bad about the distraction. Just uh, the Mavericks suck, the Stars suck, the Rangers suck. What do y'all think? Which team sucks the most? I think it's the Rangers. I agree. Unsurprising. Someone told um, me the Rangers were going to go 500 this year. I don't think that's going to happen. That could have been me. I don't really know. But I was I was banking on our good pitchers, and then I didn't realize how terrible our hitters actually were. What what is good for the Rangers? What what is there to look forward to? Gallo might win MVP. We might trade everyone and get good prospects. That's about all we can hope for. Is you Gallo know, good? Yeah, he yeah. is. You know what's crazy? The Marlins are playing with a, a minor league team and they're six and one. They and they were postponed all their games due to COVID, and they already have a lot more wins than the Rangers. <laughs> 
They were off for a whole week, and the Rangers couldn't even get more wins. And it's the Marlins. Oh, God. I hate this what's, team. What's the Rangers' record right now? Two and something? Yeah, it's sadness. Two, two and what? Uh, let me look real quick. I, I don't really keep track of it. Uh, we're three and eight. Okay. Oh. That kind of reminds me of the 2006 Rangers when we sucked. It just sums up the whole Rangers franchise. Right. <laughs> um, and then the stars have been – so dating back to before COVID, where you've lost the last eight games. So that's good. Eight straight <laughs> games? Yeah. What? Well, they had the whole coaching debacle. Yeah, but you didn't... I feel like he made us too defensive anyways. And we're not enough offense? Yeah, we can't score at all. I think – I mean, we're doing well against the Golden Knights, and then that third period, our defense and goaltending just went to shit real quick. Yeah. I mean, two of the games we've had in the bubble, we've been shut out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How does a team with Stegen, Ben, and Radulov not produce any goals? And Pavelski. Yeah, Pavelski's good. I, I don't know. And Klingberg, he's good. And Haskinen. <laughs> I, I, and uh, I, I don't know hockey too well. Is is there like scheme to it or I mean I don't understand like why they're struggling to score. I I'm not too like I don't know too much about like hockey scheming, but coaches usually come in and are like either more offensive or defensive. Um and we've had the polar opposites and coaches are like last three. So it's really hard to determine like what's actually good. Cause I thought we had like still good, right? The goalie. Yeah. Our goalies are good. I don't know. Uh, maybe they have, they'll turn it around in the playoffs or something or hopefully. I hope so. It's like with the, the Mav- go ahead. I was just going to say the NHL playoffs are different than any other sport. Cause you get like a hot goaltender and, and you can win the championship as the eighth seed. So we'll see. Right, right now, go ahead. Oh, right uh, now the 12th seed is beating the five seed. So we would play the 12th seed. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just, um, I don't know. Hockey's different. At least it's more entertaining the playoffs than the other sports. Because uh, basketball, if you're not top two teams, then you really don't have a chance. Same thing with the NFL, if you're not in the top four teams. History has shown in the past 10 years that you're not going to have a chance to win. So, hockey is pretty entertaining to watch in the playoffs. Hopefully, the, the Stars can turn it around. I Is that better or worse? Because I think it's better that any seed, one through eight, can win the Stanley Cup. Whereas, like you said, the NBA – it's really like the top two or three seeds win every year. So does it make you feel like your season was a waste if you're the first seed and you get balanced by the eighth seed? Or... No, because if you're playing against the best teams in the playoffs, it's understandable. I mean, it's not like you're playing the worst team in the league. Because if you're in the playoffs, that means you're good enough to make win enough games to get to that point. And you have some star caliber players. It's just... The way I think of it, it's like when we used to play tournaments or in such when we were younger or when I was in uh, intramurals, we always had like a higher seed, 
but there was always that sandbagging team that just didn't have uh, people to show up during their, their schedule, but they had everybody show up for that playoff game, and they ended up beating us every time, and they ended up winning the championship. So if we would have beat them, we would have won the title, but that's how I see it. Well, I think it's different in different sports because in the NBA, you can make the playoffs in the East with like 35 wins some years. So I guess if you lost to that team, it would kind of be a bummer, but right. I guess it's just different. Hammer? Um, I mean, I agree. I just, even if the eight seed beats the one seed in basketball, they're never going to win the next round. So The only time know. a team got close was the Knicks in that shortened season, but they had everybody get hurt and they ended up getting swept by the Spurs. Uh, no one gives crap to the Spurs for having an asterisk season title, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, so the Mavericks, they're one and three so far in the bubble. The only victory was against the Kings, and that was a close victory in overtime. All our games were close except for last night game against the Clippers. Uh, if we would have won, that would have put the Clippers in the in the third seed. And then would have kept us in the seventh and put the Nuggets in the second. That would have been a way better matchup that we wanted. But I don't know. It's just the Mavericks have no defense. I mean, that's always been the problem this whole season. I just think it's because they're just too young. And I remember a doctor earlier this week was just texting me saying that the Mavericks suck. Our defense suck. The coaches need to change. And I was like, dude, relax. Like, this is their first season to have actual success. Like, I don't consider 2016, 2014 playoffs as, like, hopeful success. I think that was just, like, middle of the tier playoff success because our team was all this shit. I think uh, right now the Mavericks are young, and the only realistic goal that I have for them was actually making the playoffs. If they win a series, cool. If they don't, I mean, there's always next season when they're older and they get, have another chance in offseason to get better players around Luka and KP. And that's what I was telling him, like, it's the only season where we don't really have high expectations because next year, I think a lot of people are going to expect some things. What do y'all think? I, that's so dangerous to me. A lot of people think that way. I think that there's like, you know, they'll be good soon. I think we saw that the most with the Timberwolves, how it's, they've always been one year away for like the last seven years. And this case might be an exception because the two best players on the team are under 25 and they're locked down for years to come. So in this particular case, maybe you do say they'll improve. They'll both of our best players will get better. Maybe we'll surround them with better players, but I think for the most part, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. A lot of times you have a window and it's usually pretty small uh, there's just so many variables. You know, the Mavericks, they've lost everybody and then brought in free agents and they lose everybody again. You know, not very many players stick around here that long. So ultimately, I think Luca and Porzingis, I, I do agree with you. I think we will be better next year only because Porzingis and Luca have more chemistry. They've kind of learned how to play with each other. Um, but as far as this year, I'm not really sure what happened in the bubble because Luca and Porzingis have both been fantastic. And people like Hardaway has been not great. Um, Kleba hasn't been good. Finney's been okay. He had a big numbers, but 
the other day, but I feel like he's not playing as well as he was earlier in the year. Um, you know, Curry is hurt as usual. There's just a lot of things going on with this team. Uh, for what it's worth, I think if we stay in the seventh and Denver moves up to the second seed, I do think the Mavs could win that series. I think the Mavs get the Clippers will will be done in four or five because for some reason we just can't beat them. Um, but the Mavs could make some noise this year. We'll have to see how it goes. It was, it was annoying watching the Clippers game because all their role players hit every shot. Did y'all notice that? Like Zubats and Jamichael Green. I didn't watch the game because I'm kind of trying to not be disappointed because I knew we were going to lose. <laughs> Um, I definitely noticed he he was ten for ten at one point. I think that was his final line, Zubach. Yeah, and I know Jamichael hit like every three he took. Carlisle's game plan is usually, you know, minimize the best players on the team and let role players step up. And I think that's why this sort of thing seems to happen to the Mavericks all the time. You're saying we need Kawhi, a new coach. No, absolutely not. Carlisle's top three coach in the NBA. Behind Pop and Nick Nurse. I yeah, I that's what I would say. Mm. You can argue about uh Budenholzer or some people still like Brad Stevens, but I don't think Budenholzer is better than Nick Nurse. He got outshined last year in the playoffs. I totally agree. And Nick Nurse is Led they, the Raptors lost their best player, and they're just as good as they were before. Right, like that's crazy. That dude's a genius. So, yeah, I think Carlisle. It, I think he's top three. I think easily top five, top six. I, I Never think in, in Carlisle's defense, he finally has some continuity with this team because since the title we won, every year we've been shuffling our roster because Mark Cuban he wasn't. There was I, I have like an athletic subscription, and they had an article saying that uh, Mark Cuban didn't really care for a while after he won that title. It wasn't until recently when he picked up Luca that he's been more involved with the Mavericks like he was in the early 2000s, which is probably r- believable because, I mean, when you're losing a lot, who wants to invest your time in that, you know? It's just uh, I think next year will be, give us a better picture. If we regress, then obviously there's a problem, but I don't think that's going to be the case because Luca and KP has been looking really, really great as a combo. It's just uh, the pieces around. I think they're either too young with like Dorian and Kleber. Kleba is just um, not having enough experience as well as Hardaway. And I don't think we have enough wing support. So we should probably get Bam. Oh, yeah. I, I saw on a mock draft we were supposed to get R.J. Hampton, who is from Little Elm, and who went to go play in Australia or New Zealand. But he didn't do that well. But he, he was like a top five recruit uh, coming out of high school. Wait, they're projecting the Mavericks to get him? Yeah. He's going to fall that hard in the, in the draft? Yeah, apparently he got hurt, and he wasn't looking great before then. So he's going to be like a Michael Porter situation. Yeah, take like a nugget, Nuggets pick, a high-risk, high-reward. <laughs> the Nuggets I, get so lucky with their picks, man. I, I think that was actually a low-risk, high-reward. They took him with the 14th pick. Yeah, That's true. not a very valuable pick. 
And I like their pick of Bol Bol. I don't know why he fell so much. They got Bol Bol and Jokic in the second round, and that's wild, man. Um, but, yeah, the, the Mavs don't have a first-rounder this year, right? Just the Warriors' second-round pick? No, they got a first-rounder. Yeah. Oh, they do. Okay. Right. They got I mean, the first-rounder and the Warriors' second-round pick. I thought this was one of the ones we gave up for Luka. This was uh, – no, it was the last season. Yeah, they got Cam Radish with that pick. Who hasn't been oh, looking that great? That's right. Um, the one last thing I did want to uh, talk about with the Mavs is I'm not really sure how good we are because we are a seventh seed right now. But before the bubble, the Mavericks had lost 18 games by five points or fewer. So, you know, if you just won half of those next season – you'd be talking like fourth seed, um, third seed. So if the Mavs can figure out how to close games, I think they're immediately a threat. I think so too. But uh, we spent too much time on them. Uh, we could talk about them next week, see how we're doing, how they're doing after this weekend. Uh, let's go on to the next topic. Um, let's talk about review bombing. Um, so the reason why I want to talk about this is because uh, – Whenever The Last of Us 2 came out you know, on Metacritic, it had like a 0% just because uh, it was one hour in the game and people were – there's no way no one could be at a game in an hour. This is not realistic. <laughs> um, it real, honestly, unless – no, there's no, there's, I don't, there's no other no. circumstances unless you're part of the developing team. You didn't like the directions that your bosses took. But um, it's just uh, – there's a lot of – uh, sad boys out there in the gaming com- the community, man. Just um, or even the Hollywood industry when the same thing when um, what was the eighth movie of the Star Wars called? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. When that came out, people were review review bombing that one as well. Um, it's just stupid. Like, I just because like when it, the way I say it, video games and Hollywood movies are still a form of art and. You're not giving, like, you're entitled to your opinion, right? But, like, at least try to watch it instead of, like, giving it a zero before you even, you know, have your voice, your opinion on it. Because when it, when someone doesn't watch something or play something to the, like, to any certain extent of amount of it, it's just, like, you're just mad about the previews. Like, you didn't give a chance to watch it or do it, you know? Like, give it a chance. And if you don't like it after you watch through it or watch some of it then i mean i can't be mad about your opinion but what do you think dc yeah it's it's just it is silly that uh like the ones you mentioned last of us too i'm like 20 hours in i think it's only like a 30 hour game and i think it's 90 percent as good as the first one it's really good it's got a great story and I think people don't like it because of one big twist. And I also think because the lead character is in a lesbian romance. And for some reason, a lot of the people in the gaming community can't like fathom that. And they hate that. They feel like it's all uh, political, but you know, that's just, I feel bad for them because but, it's not political. No. And they're also buying that girl's bag of water 
<laughs> that too. <laughs> it's all the incels. Um, but I, you know, I know somebody that's kind of like that, that um, we were talking about a couple years ago now, but the new Ghostbusters that came out, that was all women. And I never liked the old ones, but I saw the new one and I actually liked it. I thought it was funny, but that person I knew hadn't even seen it. And he was going around saying, it's awful. Don't bother. And I was like, oh, you didn't like it. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't see it. Well, that to your point there, Spooky, these people just on their weird preconceived notions that are usually um, homophobic or sexist or whatever, they, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, I guess. Yeah, it's just like, it just bothers me because like, how are you going to voice your opinion when you don't even you don't even give it a chance, you know, it's just, it's just it's stupid. What do you think, Hammer? Yeah, I don't have too much more to add. Y'all kind of touched on everything. Um, but I don't really look at reviews very often. I pretty much go off of either y'all or other friends and family recommending things. So I don't even pay attention because I'm really skeptical of reviews online. Um, so I'll try to dig deeper into the reviews to actually see if they're legit or not. Right. I mean, I don't fully agree with the critics either because they always give a GTA or Call of Duty game a 9 out of 10 or a perfect score. You know, I really do. It's the same game every year. <laughs> 19 is the best game in the world. Which it's one? so much better than Madden 18. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> the same game. It's just exactly like reviews are there, I guess, to see what people have to say, but when they're review bombing or when when the company has uh, paid off IGN and all these other big uh, publishers, uh, journalist publishers, and it's just kind of like, all right, do I really believe this? Because, like, it just makes me skeptical if I should just watch it or just, you know, waste my money on it and buy it or whatever. So it just frustrates me as, as a consumer. And kind of just to go off of what Hammer said, uh, it is kind of annoying because if you were to look up like The Last of Us 2, especially early, you'd see that it got like a 3 out of 10. So if you weren't like a big fan and you were just kind of casual and you just looked and saw I got a 3 out of 10, you'd be like, oh, I'm not going to play that. And then, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's it's not good for anybody. No, 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 no. It's just... Um... Especially if someone's not keeping up with the social media or, or the reviews and realize why it's three out of 10, they're like, oh, so people hate this. That's not the case. It's just a, a bunch of sad boys out here, a bunch of vigils out here upset yeah. <laughs> with the game. <laughs> oh, man. Just, um, just, it just bothers me, man. Just, uh, just not that game as well. It's just, um, it's it's just dumb have you guys ever left a review on like any website nope it's a good question i don't think i have i haven't either so these people have to you know sign up for the website publish a review they got to go to some amount of work just to review bomb that makes it even sadder <laughs> they really have nothing else to do with their life <laughs> <laughs> oh man I mean, um, the only thing I really do review is on, on my iPhone when they say, like, uh, rate this uh, app. And 
usually I just give it five stars and there's like put a review and it's like, I don't, but that's just so I, that way it doesn't keep notifying me on the app. So that way I could take it off. It's just, uh, I don't have time to go on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes and be like, Hey, this, this is what I think. Or on Yelp, if we're going to a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. No, I'm not going to bother. No. And a lot of people just go off of one bad experience at a restaurant. It's like chill. <laughs> That's a good Honestly. point too. It's just uh, not going to throw him on the bus, but I will. It's like when doctor, he used to voice on his opinions on things that he never tried. I'm like, really dude? It's like, go, go try it before you voice your opinion. Let's let doctor defend himself. Huh? I said, we'll let doctor defend himself. That's if he gets on the next episode. <laughs> I'll give him. To, I'll give him till next episode to, to defend himself. <laughs> he won't even listen to this. Nah. Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna personally send this to him. <laughs> 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 oh man! Any other last words on this? Nope. It's review stupid. bombing. Yeah, review bombing sucks. Uh, I'll let y'all have the floor since y'all are the ones experiencing this. Let's talk about job hunting and COVID. Hammer, you could have a floor. Oh, boy. All right. So back in, well, when I came back in December, I kind of took a little bit of break to get my health back up and everything. Um, and so I started applying for jobs probably late January. I was starting to hear back from, th- from companies. I had an interview, and then just COVID happened. Everything was locked down. Never heard from anyone. Um, and then even applying throughout COVID, like no one is actually giving a legit chance because they're only hiring people that have been laid off and that have the like tons of experience for these entry level jobs. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And like recruiters can't do their jobs. I've twice been ghosted by recruiters. Like they were like, I'm going to call you at two. I'm like, okay, perfect. And then I just never hear from them. And it's been the most aggravating experience. Finally, I'm getting traction with a couple, so I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping for those. Uh, just to add to that, I graduated here in June, so I've been applying since a little before that, maybe late April, early May. So it's only been a few months for me, but I have also run into recruiters. Um, or HR, who ghosted me completely. Um, And, you know, I'd call, and they'd be like, okay, just give me a couple more days. And then I email and never hear back, and they never call. And it's just, it's awful with that. In addition, on Indeed, you can see sometimes how many people applied for the position. And a lot of the jobs that I've applied for, they're entry level because I'm just graduated and some of these positions have over a thousand applicants for one opening and yeah like hammer said there <laughs> this is definitely um, a good market for the companies because they're going to get someone extremely qualified for even the lowest level job so if you're like me and a recent graduate with a pretty weak degree and not a lot of experience it can be pretty tricky right now. And, you know, thankfully my family is very supportive and they understand and they're not like kicking me out or anything or rushing me to 
take a job. But, <laughs> yeah, right. that has not happened. But, you know, it's still because I'm not in school anymore and I'm just looking for work. And it's just kind of it's a hard situation because you feel like you're not doing anything. So job hunting now, it, it's awful. I think yeah. everybody hits the slump if they don't have anything lined up after college, man. Same thing, same shit happened to me before I found my job. It took me about like six months, but hopefully it doesn't take you all that long, as long as it did for me, man. Well, it's already taken me longer, but I was kind of switching. <laughs> well, your situation um, is I, different. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of switching for what I was doing into what I want to do. So I was being a little bit pickier, and so that's why it's taken me so long. But it's the same as DC. My parents have been really supportive of everything. Right. It's just um, just job hunting sucks right now. If it wasn't for COVID and you know, fifty million plus people unemployed and such, it's just it's just not a, a great time right now to be you know jobless, looking for a start. Sorry for your new career. You know. Yeah. We we all could be getting another hype house recording our podcast live a hype house <laughs> yeah yeah you know the is it the tiktokers are all in the hype house right now oh no you just kind of brought me back to college man that's what um ironically one of our sayings is too hype in the fraternity and we used to call that the house the hype house whenever we threw house parties so, <laughs> so you were really confused when i said that. yeah you. i was like what the fuck <laughs> Oh man, but is there any other like? How, how many applications y'all do each day? Um, um let's see. For a while, I was doing at least three a day, but I kind of slowed down lately. Um, I would say on average, I was doing seven a week, so you know about one a day. But usually, it'd be something like no applications for three days and then I'd send like four or five in one day. So I would say maybe anywhere from seven to 10 a week. That sounds and about I'm, right. I never heard from state farm. You know how many times I played to them? It's just, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I, I do want to add, at least for me out of those 10 a week or so, seven to 10, I probably only get rejections from maybe a third of them. The other two thirds don't even send me a, uh, you know, rejection letter. You know what's the worst part about applying for all those jobs is that when they actually do call you back and you forget that you apply for this place, you have to look at <laughs> what company you're you're about to interview with. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that happened to me once. I was like, "What the fuck? I don't even remember applying to this company." <laughs> yeah, that happened today. I got a call. They're like, "Oh, we're calling you back." For your application i'm like i do not remember ever applying to this position it is not something i'd ever do <laughs> i don't know where that where that happened so it, i don't know maybe it's just a memory lapse or something i guess the, the placebo effect yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> um any other words on this on the covid job hunt hire us Hire us, please hire us. Nope, that's it. Yeah, that's all. Maybe we start monetizing this podcast. We could start making some money. 
Well, yeah, we have six figures uh, listeners. So. <laughs> right. So maybe this uh, next portion of the may go to the second half of the show. We're going to review the it movies, part one, part two, the the modern versions, not the the nineties version, because I never seen the nineties version. Um, DC, you're the one that brought this up. I'll let you start first. Okay, sure. So um, it one in particular was really hyped up and I did see it in theaters and I thought it was solid. Um, It was not particularly scary, I didn't think, but it did have some moments and the characters, despite being kid actors, they, I thought actually did a pretty good job. So it one I thought was a solid movie and I, I would probably give it on its own probably like in seven and three quarters, maybe an eight. So I actually watched the second one for the first time uh, this week. And my God, I was so disappointed. Um, Like for one, I couldn't remember who the fuck any of the characters were because they were adults now. And some of them didn't really look anything like the kids. So I had to, google who was who so i wish they would have done like a decent intro on that um second of all holy shit that movie was long it was like two hours and 45 minutes now i don't know how much you guys watch horror but there's some i would say the average length of a horror movie is like an hour and a half maybe 100 minutes 90 or 100 um so this one almost twice as long as the average horror movie so I don't know why they went that direction. It wasn't a scary. It had some really bad. It bothered me because they brought back a character from the first movie, uh, like the bully. And in this movie, he's been in prison or like an insane asylum for 30 years or whatever. And he comes out and gets hyped up. And then all he does is stab a guy in the face who doesn't even die. And then they kill him. That's it. And they spent like 10 minutes on him. So it's like, why did that have to be in the movie? Was he the homophobic guy? Yeah, he was the guy that killed his dad. I forgot his name. Was that like the very beginning of the movie, right? Yeah. I don't understand why they put that scene because they never, they never like explain what was the purpose of it. The dude was just homophobic, killed a gay guy and that's it. Oh, I'm sorry. We're actually talking about two different things. But oh, I do agree with that. Um, the the first scene, I thought it was supposed to take place in like modern day. And that did not seem like something that would happen. But on the other hand, we live in the suburbs. So maybe that would happen out there. I don't know. Uh, but no, I was talking about the kid from the first movie who killed his dad. And then he got arrested, oh, right, apparently. Right. Yeah. So I didn't, why the waste of time on him? And then just one other thing I wanted to complain about one scene. Um, they're all in the same house together. And one of the main characters, Bill, realizes that Pennywise is going to kill a kid at this fair. So despite all of them being in the house together and them knowing that being together makes them stronger, he goes, I have to go save this kid now. And she's like, one of the characters says, let me come with you. And he goes, no, we don't have time. But I don't really know what he doesn't have time for because everyone could be in the same room and leaving in probably 20 seconds. And in addition to that, he goes, I don't have time. And he runs out the house and he rides a bike 
to the fair instead of driving his car. So I didn't understand that whole scene. And then to top it all off, the kid just dies to Pennywise, which is dumb because we've seen Pennywise. We know he's killing kids. You didn't need that scene. So I just, that drives me crazy to have scenes like that. And it was just, it was edited poorly. Uh, the script tried and really missed on a lot of comedy. It was just all over the place too long. I think the only good thing is the actors were pretty solid, but they were given kind of shit material. Um, so the second it, I, I did not like it really at all. With the how little time we have, I, I agree with you with everything you said. Um, I remember watching it last year, it too. I hated it, man. It was like, this, this isn't scary. This is all corny. And it's just, um, it's like you said, like, I didn't, I didn't know who the fuck the actors were. Like, I haven't seen the movie like until two years ago because most times I don't rewatch movies unless I enjoyed it or if it's on, you know, on the streaming service. And it won. I really did enjoy. I thought the kids were really good. It was funny. Um, it wasn't scary, but it was like thrilling. You know, it was interesting to watch. I was like, all right, this is this is pretty good. And then I watched part two, and I'm like, I don't know if I like this. Like, they did have big actors in it, but like, even then, it wasn't like enough for them to carry the movie just because of the name of the, the star power for the for the grownups. But it, it just it was just bad man it was it was just like a waste of my time i even took my nieces all three of them so they were kind of bored they were like what was this i'm like i don't know just thought y'all wanted to watch this (laughs) but uh let's take a quick break and then we can get to hammer's part she gonna bring that attitude home don't want to do nothing with their life when a fire starts to burn, right, and it starts to spread, she gonna bring that attitude home. You don't want to do nothing with their life. When a fire starts to... When a fire starts to... Welcome, everybody, back to the second half of the show. Um, we talked about the review of the movie. Hammer didn't really have any good thing, anything good to say, so we're just going to go ahead and go to straight to the quick segments. Typical. <laughs> I'm playing. I really uh, won't have anything good to say, but um. <laughs> before I give you the floor, um, I don't really remember well about the movies. I just remember part one I enjoyed, part two I was disappointed with. Um, I guess the the one scene I do remember the most is when they're all meet up and they were at that restaurant. I thought that was kind of funny, or at least I remember laughing in that scene. Um. They beat him the same way they did in the first one, right, DC? Um, more or less. The, the ending is a whole different thing that I didn't get time to complain about, but they were silly in both. If they were going to ruin the, the movie part two, they should have done the actual ending where they brought that turtle, which is uh, basically like the opposite of it because, you know, they're aliens and shit or demons or whatever yeah right hammer yeah i i like the first one um i'm not too big into these scary movies i don't really get anything out of them i don't really understand them but i enjoyed it it was a good plot 
And I actually fell asleep in the second movie, so I really don't remember <laughs> the ending at all. Well, okay, this is a good time to touch on it. So the whole movie, basically, they're all looking for all the uh, the gang are looking for like totems that they don't even really explain what they are. I guess they're just important to them. And they're doing this for some Native American ritual to kill it. But at the end, spoiler alert, I guess, movie's a couple years old. But at the end, the ritual doesn't even work. And they kill him by making fun of him. Awesome. They, they, they just start calling him a clown and an old lady. And they just he becomes a baby and they rip his heart out. It was really lame. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, who, who greenlit this? Who filmed this and saw it and was like, yep, this is good. It, I remember that. It's, um, exactly. They should have just gone to the turtle. The turtle is the one that ends up helping them kill it. I mean, the ending was so bad. I, a, a fucking turtle might as well have just come down in the cave and just killed it. Like, why not? <laughs> I, it was so terrible. I just... As far as I know, I think both it's were even filmed at the same time. So I don't think it, it was. Just, I think they were, and the, like the kids look the same still too. Maybe the kids part, because I think yeah, the, maybe because the adults they got the the casting right after the first one. Okay, well maybe that's what it was. What, whatever it is, though, there wasn't a big gap. So to see such a big uh, difference in quality was very disappointing i agree it wasn't what it thought it was going to be it was pretty bad so rating the two it's as one what would you rate the it series between one and ten i would say the part one is an eight number two is like a four so average six i'm gonna go with five wow I, I think six was pretty spot on just because the first one was fairly strong. Maybe five and a half. Right. I agree with you. Long ass movies, both of them. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move forward to our segments this week. We have an overrated from hammer. Uh, I expect gold quality because the last segment, the review was not. So go ahead, hammer. No pressure. What do you mean the last one was not? Whatever. Get out of here, Spooky. <laughs> um, are convertible cars overrated? So it's kind of weird. I know. But so you, you always, you grow up thinking like, oh man, they don't have a top to their car. They are the epitome of wealth and they're just have so much swagger. But I feel like it's just a burden because you have to park it in the garage, especially the old ones that don't have like the um, retractable roof or whatever. Um, also, like especially in Texas, you need the air conditioning and you could not get that with a convertible car. And also like what if just something like comes from the sky? So like a bird poops or like a rock comes down, like a small rock or whatever. I, I just think they're overrated. I'd rather have a nice looking car with a roof. What about cars that have like the middle of the roof where you just slide open or you press like similar to your, your Honda? Yeah, I, yeah, I have that. I, I that never use it because DC broke it. Whatever. 
Is that considered convertible? No. Okay. So it's just completely the whole top is off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess they are overrated just because I never – I mean, no offense to the listeners, but I always thought convertibles was an old person thing. Guys are in their <laughs> midlife crisis because there's only people I ever see drive them. Unless it's a Jeep. The Jeep is probably the coolest thing because you could take off the doors and just drive shirtless with all the walls and everything off and no one's going to stop you for it. You want to drive shirtless with it? You can't drive shirtless with another car? Nah, you want the breeze to go all over <laughs> your, your n- nipples and stuff. <laughs> oh, so you're into that kind of play. I see. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> DC? I don't know what the fuck is going on with you two, but um, I, I'm pretty neutral, but I guess I'd skew towards it is overrated, especially around here or really up north where it's going to be cold. You kind of need like a perfect climate like if you lived in hawaii or miami of course it rains all the time i i mean isn't miami super hot too uh, not as hot as texas or california yeah i was thinking california as well where it's kind of like 60 all the time but yeah i don't know um i i think i would go for a car with a roof so yeah i agree it, it is overrated it's like what Hammer said. It's like you're gonna have to keep it in your in your garage because we do have hail season here in Texas. So just imagine your convertible getting torn up with hail. <laughs> and also during like road trips, you want to talk to your friends or family or whatever in the car. And with convertibles, you can't talk to them while the car's moving. I don't know why you would take a convertible to to a road trip, but yeah, you're right. Or just um, like around town too. I remember as a little kid, the older convertibles, the one with like the black letter on it. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody could just grab a knife and just cut right through it and just steal your shit, you know? True. Well, I mean, you could always just break a window and steal a car too. Yeah, but cutting through leather is a lot quieter than breaking through glass. That's a good point. That's true. Yeah. And aren't convertibles, most of them are stick shift? I know the only one I've been in, or like true convertible I've been in, that was stick shift, so yeah. Stick shift is a lost art. It's a European thing. (laughs) It's a country thing, because they have all these uh, roads for them not to be able to stick shift. If you live in the city, it's the worst type of car to have. On a positive note for convertibles, Michael Scott drives one. I, I was going to bring that up earlier. <laughs> is uh, Sebring? Is that what it was? Yeah, that is what it is. In Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same car he hit Meredith with? Yes. <laughs> and then See, I told you it's an old person thing. <laughs> Into the lake. Hey, he's only like 45. That's not old. That's midlife. But it's not old. No, it's not old. It's an older person thing. My bad. Let me rephrase that. Oh, I, I just want y'all to know alert, the Rangers are losing already. That's the first thing. So carry on. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not a good start. 
All right, so I, I think y'all all agree that convertibles are overrated. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't care for it. It's just, um, if you just have a car that could just retract like part of the roof, like how your Honda is, that's cool too. I don't, I don't want to be wearing glasses and my hair going everywhere just when I'm driving, you know? Uh, yeah, and I saw the new Teslas that are coming out are like full glass on the roof. Full glass? Is it plexiglass it like. or hailproof glass? I think so. I don't really know. I mean, their truck was supposed to be like indestructible and the first thing they threw at it broke right away. <laughs> I kind of want a cyber truck just because it's ridiculous looking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not overrated to you. No, I, I want it to look ridiculous. <laughs> just like how these uh not dc doctors trucks always look ridiculous what is 20 oh, minutes they sure do <laughs> <laughs> he just needs racing stripes on his new truck <laughs> oh man i actually like his new truck it actually looks like a, a respectable truck quite an upgrade yeah huh? quite an upgrade <laughs> yes i was happy for him um, the cuddle, the cuddle, uh, the cuddle shuttle, or whatever we call it, was not was not great. No. All right, all right. Let's get to my conspiracy. Um, this one, I think it's two parts. I don't know. I'm gonna just say it. So, life, or not life. Um, you know how there's the Bible, the the, the Quran, etc about religion and God. Um, I think that there is a God in this world and the reason why we don't see it or hear it is because we're killing it. And I think the God is earth. Uh, let me explain to you why I think earth is God. So um, I think going back to your conspiracy DC that humans are aliens, I think that is true. I think uh, back then when we first migrated over here, we were on the surface, and if you won't remember, uh, there's two energy sources on Earth. One coming from the sun, which keeps us alive and everything on the top of the life, and one that's in the center, which is where the real Earthlings are living at. And, or they used to live on the top, which is probably what the dinosaurs were, ended up dying. I don't know, I guess it's like a big war or something with the humans, ended up dying, getting buried. and. It's just um we're we're just kind of like maybe there was a good time with the earth and when humans we had a good relationship we weren't polluting the skies we weren't um doing manufacturing digging big ass landfills throwing trash just destroying the planet and all these creatures and I think the earth is mad with us because it has unlimited powers because it could create um, hurricanes that could take out cities tornadoes that could take down small towns uh earthquakes that could take down just everything um tsunamis etc and as well they can control the diseases going through the animals which is where vegans make their argument that we should not eat animals because a lot of the diseases and viruses do come from animals and i think it's just like the earth is just angry with this and it doesn't appreciate the visitor at all and i think we pass our welcome so i think it's just trying to kill us off 
so that way the real earthlings could go, come out of the hole and go back to what life used to be before humans. So that's my conspiracy. I love that. That is that is a good one. <laughs> go ahead, explain why. Um, it just all the pieces do come together, and I can't really dispute them. Like, it's true, Earth is going to be around after humans. So, I guess part of my question would be: Are you saying that Earth is sentient? Like, think, does it pick where to send tornadoes and stuff? Think of it this way. You know how Superman lives off the sun as his energy source and it gets all his powers from that? Think of the yes. Earth that way. So, yeah, it, it does have superpowers like that where as long as the sun is okay, the Earth can be its god, itself as a god. Well, that still didn't answer. Like, does the Earth make decisions or... Is it happenstance? No, it makes decisions. Okay. So, like, Earth created Corona virus? Yes. Okay. Keep, it keeps sending us viruses throughout history, as you see. And I think it's just, you know, its power is just getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, I could totally buy that because it's trying to cull the population to get back to. Because, you know, you've seen through Corona already that um, the sky, the pollution is getting reduced. Uh, the sky is cleared up in places like China and Mexico City. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? The Earth is, it's like a defense mechanism. Right. And the aliens, they went to the, the Egypt where it looks like Mars. It's a desert. And I guess the initial agreement with the Earthlings and the, the Martians was they stay in that area, but you know, colonizers, they like to move out. So they kept sprawling, sprawling all over the earth. And I think earth is just mad and like, fuck this. It's time to take off these, uh, these predators off this planet. Hmm. Does that also mean the earth is hollow? I don't know about that one. I just know there's, you know, there's deep in the sea, there's already, you know, creatures that live under there. The deeper you go, you get closer to the core where it's hot as hell. Um, so I don't know. Is that's it? That is a good question. Is, I kinda, is, go ahead, Alan. Oh, sorry. I was like, I kind of link magma and lava to being like blood in humans. That's kind of how I see it, how you're trying to put it, I think. Yes. But another thing with the natural disasters, like just going off of tornadoes. Like 99% of the time they hit like empty fields. Why wouldn't they just always target cities? Too obvious, right? Maybe are they trying not... to do, be obscure about it when no one knows about them? Maybe his I... eyes are inside the crater or in, in the core and he doesn't know where he's attacking. <laughs> it's like Battleship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like Battleship. I think eventually Earth is going to manifest itself into like a fourth dimensional being and start killing the whole human race. Hmm. Well, I think I think global warming will kill the humans first. Right. That's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to think about it. <laughs> it yeah, the, I got to process that, but I'm going to lean towards possible. Is environmentalist like a religion or just a belief? It's a belief. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Green Party is all religion based. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, just... I, Go ahead. I took two semesters of environmental science, and there are some that think uh, they call it the Gaia theory that Earth is kind of sort of like a god so you might not be so far off base and also there you watch uh gardens of the galaxy too right how is that it was a planet (laughs) (laughs) he was the universe no his dad was a planet i don't think he was either i think he was like a deity that created a planet he was just like an atom that grew into planet right Oh gosh, I don't remember. I'll have to watch it again. Who knows? It's just um all I know is uh you know the dinosaurs used to live here. Why are they underground? Why is there creatures living all the way down to the bottom? Maybe there was a huge war and they're just planning. Giant kaijus are start about to start attacking us. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Just imagine Godzilla coming out of New York and just blowing everything up. He'd be in Tokyo. Hey, well, who? How do you know he's Japanese? He can't be <laughs> Polish. <laughs> There'd be one in every major city. Is no. Poland not landlocked? Or Danish? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> What did Denmark ever do to you? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) All I'm taking away from this is that Spooky hates Denmark. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I do remember reading a book in high school about how there was like a Jewish captivity during World War II, and they were from Denmark. That's all I remember about Denmark. Wow. Right. Sorry. So that's why you hate it. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for all you Danish people listening. Yeah, you've upset our Danish fan base. <laughs> well, most of our listeners are German, so who knows about their background? That was that was a good conspiracy there, Spooky. <laughs> Thank you. You put thought into that. I, I enjoyed it. I was like up last night and I thought about it. I was like, damn, that is that does make sense. So, thank you all for liking that. Let's get to uh, history time with DC. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to give another history lesson here. And, again, like I did for the last one, I kind of want to tie it into what's happening now. So, you guys probably saw, I don't remember if it was a a few days ago, maybe. And in an interview, uh, our President Trump said that he has done more for the black community than any other president except for maybe Abraham Lincoln. Which means, with his wording, that Trump thinks that he has arguably done more for the black community than Abraham Lincoln, the man that freed the slaves and fought the Civil War to free the slaves. But I'm not going to focus on Lincoln because that one's too easy. Obviously, Lincoln did more for the black community. So I went for a president that people probably don't think about too often. And I'm going to talk about President LBJ, 
for Lyndon B. Johnson and why he was arguably the best president for the black community. So for anyone that doesn't know, LBJ was John F. Kennedy's vice president. So when Kennedy was assassinated, uh, Johnson took over. And one of the first things he did was build up his program called the Great Society. And that sounds kind of like um, the New Deal because that's kind of what it was. It was a huge um, domestic reform, including a bunch of different things, uh, healthcare, civil rights, etc. And um, a lot of the things this did was assist in the war on poverty, um, which helped millions of Americans get money back and um, raise their status. And in addition to this, he also did um, big things in the um, voting uh, rights because he repealed some of the Southern laws that had been in place and um, kind of those old Jim Crow laws that had still existed in some form in the South. So he wiped all those away as much as he could to allow more black people to vote. Um, in addition, he helped with immigration, which isn't for the black community necessarily, but for anyone who's coming here, he made it easier. So LBJ, he made it easier for black people to vote. He improved the lives of millions of Americans economically, um, including many in the black community who had been um, so horribly mistreated from pretty much the inception of the United States. And he um, did a lot for really a lot of different um, minorities. And this was all in the 60s. So right when the uh, civil rights movement was really heating up and you just think about that's president lbj who most people don't really talk about and if he did all of that for the black community you know imagine how many presidents have done better than trump because as far as i know all trump's done for the black community is basically create the birther movement calling obama uh, non-american and I just, I couldn't believe you said that. So if you just take probably a 10 minute Google search, you'd probably find 20 presidents immediately that did more for the black community than Trump. Is that all? That's it. I like that. I, re uh, I remember learning that in, in high school about LBJ. He's just, um, he just, a lot of people, I guess he's an underrated president just because he's a, uh, a liberal and people seem to hate liberals where we're from. I don't know why. Um, but and he's from Texas. He he's is Texan. Yeah, there's a highway in Dallas based on his name. Also, if you go to the city where he's from, Johnson City, I think it was named after. Is either like his uncle or grandfather? I can't remember. It has it's really cool little city out west of Austin. Really good mm -hmm. food and has some wineries out there. So I highly recommend. Huh. Yeah, Trump's an idiot, man. Just saying he's helped out the community and such. 
I don't think he has done anything at all to help out any minority communities. I think he just hurt them more than anything else. And with his weak responses to everything and just not doing any initiative to fix anything at all, he's just he just doesn't care, you know, like I don't know if you saw that John Oliver interview with him, but it just I don't it just frustrates me how he's a president, man. He's just an idiot. Like he's just He's literally a robot working for the for the main machines. Well, this is with that specific comment that I was addressing too. Um, he claims that he has done that much for the black community. Do you think that he genuinely believes what he says, or do you think he's just lying? Which one do you think it is? I love how you always ask me these questions, man. <laughs> um. I think he's he doesn't care. I think he's lying. I but just, to what end? Just so he could get um, reelected, you know? How many people actually, like, instead of reading the quote, they click on the link and read the whole damn article? Not many people do. And a lot of his followers, I'm pretty sure they don't, they just believe whatever headlines he give out. It's the same way when they said uh, Mexicans were killers, murderers, or murderers, rapists. rapists and drug dealers. Am I any of those? No, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a lot of older people probably after what Trump said, they looked at me differently after that. So it's just, I think he just lies so he could get reelected or elected in the first case. Maybe you're right. Maybe his followers see him say that and they just go, yeah, that's true. He has done more for the bike community, even though that's objectively false. I mean, what has he done? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's something I would have seen. Like, oh, he's done this, but no. It's just, I, the only thing I know that people do say he has done well before COVID was the economy was doing well. But I guess that's all people care about is money and nothing else in the country. I always hate that argument that presidents can affect economies because they really don't have that much say. And it no, just happens. And a yes. good example that happened was COVID. COVID really changed the economy, no matter what Trump was trying to say. I mean, Bill Clinton had a booming economy based on the dot-com boom. And that would have happened whether he was president or I think even if Trump's stupid ass was president in the 90s, you still would have gotten a dot-com boom. So, yeah, the president doesn't do much for the economy, but people don't understand anything. Yeah, like how people were blaming Bush for the the fall of the the, the economy. I think that was just bad business from the uh, banks giving out horrible loans and stuff for housing and such. Yeah, yeah, and like he does stimulus packages now, and then everyone was mad at Obama for doing the same thing, like to the big companies. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. I remember. Oh yeah. So annoying. So. He didn't do shit, man. LBJ, I remember him. He did do a lot for the, the civil rights movement. He was a pretty progressive president at the time. He's just, he's just kind of fallen. Unfortunately, people really love um, JFK before him, and after him was Nixon, correct? And everybody loved Nixon, yes. too. So he did kind of fall in between of two popular presidents in history. Although I do LB, think LBJ is pretty popular, but maybe that's because he's Texan. 
So one uh, correction there, no one liked Nixon. Really? Yes. It's, I feel like I don't, you sure except for Roger Stone. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially if you're talking like when he was elected. I mean, he enough people liked him, he was elected, but especially with his impeachment, he became one of the most unpopular presidents in history. Well, I was talking right before that. Like when he was elected? Yeah. I'm still pretty sure that he was strongly disliked, but I'd have to look into it. Didn't people think he looked too stern during his debates and everything and didn't like him? He's very uncharismatic. No. Also, going back to LBJ, Spooky, you'll really like it. He literally whipped it out a lot and (laughs) just in front of everyone. He didn't care. That's true. You that BDE? (laughs) Yeah. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently, it was huge. That's sexual harassment, bro. I don't know if I can get with that. (laughs) It was was the 60s. Uh, No matter about the context, it's not right. No, all I'm saying is it was more... I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying (laughs) guys guys got away with that in the 60s. That's all I'm saying. That's wild, bro. Yeah, it was in the 60s, so it was cool. Yeah, He must on. have been packing just to be confident enough to whip that shit out because no one's going to be whooping out a, a two-inch dick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I really like that lesson. It reminded me a lot about Ape Push. <laughs> Ape Push. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Junior year, bro. High school. And um, that, that, that's not to say he was a perfect president or anything. No, um, no, no. He, he was also terrible on foreign policy like Vietnam. But um, as far as domestically and with the civil rights in particular, he was way ahead of his time. Right. I think a lot of people hated him for how he handled the Vietnam War. And I can't really fault them for that because he did really poorly. Right. Um yeah, the Vietnam War is a whole different history lesson. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Some people think, conspiracy theorists think that we were there just to get the, the heroin out, the drugs that we all have for right now, prescription drugs. That's a whole different conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what we're reviewing next week, because I always forget to ask you all this. Oh, crap. Whose turn is it? I picked the It's, so it's 20 alls. I also picked the album, so it's Hammer's turn. Oh, dang it. Okay, what have we done? So we did movies and then an album. So what do we need to do next? Video game? Video game, TV. Let's do Siege. Perfect. Yes. Since we like to play that game all the time. Sounds good. Rainbow Six Siege. Right. Uh, hopefully it goes well (laughs) hopefully it'll go better than our actual gameplay oh my gosh we need to start playing a little bit more often sounds good right um so we're going to review that we'll have another review of, of sports hopefully it's more positive next week we'll see um any other last words guys before we go no i don't think so Okay. No, I was trying to think of something. Nope. No, nothing clever from you? Nothing clever right now. I'm I'm done. What's new? I know. <laughs> Always holding his back. 
Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for joining our 13th episode. Uh, lucky 13. Hopefully this is where we get the, the nine figures now. Um, Joe Rogan. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for joining our show for today. Y'all have a good one. Bye. 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 With restless whispers and cheats that manifested in words and the lies that you speak. I've been infected with restless whispers and cheats that manifested in words and the lies that you speak. I've been infected with restless whispers and cheats that manifested. You've been listening to You Know Better or AKA YKB. Thank you for listening and please stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.